A key Ukrainian city has fallen to Russian forces while the U.S. House of Representatives is on vacation for two weeks. And desperately needed aid hangs in limbo. President Biden blames congressional inaction after Ukrainian troops were forced to withdraw from Avdivka. And he is warning that more towns could fall as Russia presses the attack on multiple fronts. There is word of a huge Russian troop buildup in the south. And Congress is also under renewed pressure to act after the death of Alexei Navalny in a Siberian prison. New this morning, Navalny's wife has posted a defiant video message online. She's vowing to continue her husband's work and to find out how he was killed. In the video, she says the Russian government is hiding his body and she's suggesting he may have been poisoned with a nerve agent again. Listen. In a cowardly way, they're hiding his body, not showing to his mother, not giving to his mother. They're lying and they're waiting for the traces of another of Putin's Novichok to disappear. CNN's Fred Plankton is live in Berlin. Uh, give us a little more of the reaction so far. Mm. Hi there, Audie. Well, there's been obviously massive reaction coming from around the world. Of course, one of the things that this news really burst into uh, over the weekend was the Munich Security Conference, that big meeting with leaders from around the world where there was widespread condemnation. Again, Vladimir Putin, by a lot of those leaders, being made responsible for the death of Alexei Navalny, even though uh, many of them did not say that they said that he was directly involved in all of this. However, they did say that in any case, he's responsible for the circumstances that Alexei Navalny was being kept under and therefore directly responsible for his death. So we have that side of things. And then we have what's going on right now where we saw that clip from Yulia Navalnaya where she's saying that she believes that the Russian authorities are hiding Alexei Navalny's body indirectly, claiming that uh, he was poisoned by the Russians. Of course, impossible to provide any evidence for that. The big thing that's been going on over the weekend is that his relatives, specifically his mother, has been trying to get access to the body, have been down at the morgue near where that jail is uh, in the very north of Russia, above the Arctic Circle. So far, the authorities not allowing access to the body, not handing the body over. It was interesting because there was a call with journalists uh, with the Kremlin earlier this morning, and Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said that they were not involved at all, the Kremlin, he says, of getting the body back to the relatives of Alexei Navalny. They did say that there was an investigation going on into the death of Alexei Navalny, but that it was open-ended and that uh, so far the outcome was also open as well. Of course, the family of Alexei Navalny, those close to Alexei Navalny, and the folks from his anti-corruption foundation not buying that at all, holding Vladimir Putin responsible, as do many leaders around the world, including, of course, the U.S. president, guys. Yeah, it is peculiar not turning the body over, to say the least. Fred, you've been up and down the front lines in Ukraine as the Ukrainian troops battle Russia. Now we have word that Avdivka, mm -hmm. that town which had been holding out for so long, has fallen to the Russians. How significant do you think that is? Well, I think it's quite significant because I think it does show several things. I think it shows that right now the Russians certainly are on the offensive in many places. For them, Avdivka has been exceptionally important over the past couple of months. They've wanted to take it back because it's so close to one of the Russian strongholds, the main town uh, of uh, Donetsk Oblast, which is also called Donetsk as well. The Russians have been throwing a lot of soldiers and a lot of armor at that town. The Ukrainians had said that the Russians were taking massive casualties trying to take it. Now the Ukrainians pulling back, and we did get some reaction uh, from the Ukrainians uh, about that. The Ukrainian general staff saying that it was a decision 
decision to save the lives of their soldiers to get out of there because they were under such immense pressure in that town. The president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, he also came out and said it was a logical decision to give that uh, town up. Of course, one of the things that's also happened is that there's been a change in the general staff of Ukraine with a new commanding general now making that decision. The Ukrainians said they needed to move back to more fortified positions. But of course, into all this plays the shortage of ammunition that the Ukrainians have as well, of course, looking or hoping that the U.S. will give for their military aid. That very much in question, as you guys know, of course. Look, you can't shoot if you don't have bullets. Uh, Frederick Plykin for us this morning. Fred, great to see you. And at the White House this morning, President Biden has made his position clear. He is blaming Vladimir Putin for Navalny's death. Make no mistake, Putin is responsible for Navalny's death. Putin is responsible. What has happened to Navalny is yet more proof of Putin's brutality. The president also says the U.S. is looking at a number of options to punish Russia. He's also calling on Republican lawmakers to do more to help Ukraine. CNN's MJ Lee is at the White House. MJ, what more details are you learning about how the White House is talking about Navalny's death and also Ukraine's need for aid? Well, President Biden certainly uh, repeatedly making clear that there's no question in his mind that it is Vladimir Putin that is directly responsible for Alexei Navalny's death and that it is just one more sign of the Putin regime's uh, brutality. And here in Washington, the news of Navalny's death has injected even more urgency to the debate that is ongoing over U.S.'s support for Ukraine. Uh, as you know, for months and months, the Biden administration has warned that if additional funding is not uh, approved for Ukraine, Ukraine, that the money, that the pot of money that uh, the U.S. has currently to support Ukraine is going to run out. And U.S. officials now say that that, in fact, has happened, that money has run out and that we are already seeing some detrimental effects uh, on the battlefield for Ukrainian forces with them running out of ammunition and other important equipment. Uh, and over the weekend, the president made clear that he is worried that additional towns could fall in Ukraine uh, if additional money is not approved. This is a little more of what he had to say over the weekend. The idea that now, if you're running out of ammunition, we walk away, I find it absurd. I find it unethical. I find it just contrary to everything we are as a country. So I'm going to fight till we get, it, get them the ammunition they need and the capacity they need to defend themselves. We are now less than uh, a week away from the two-year mark of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And we know that the president spoke again with Ukrainian leader Volodymyr Zelensky uh, over the weekend. And interestingly, if you look at the readout of that call between the two leaders, the president uh, told his Ukrainian uh, uh, counterpart that he does believe that there is strong bipartisan support in the U.S. government for Ukrainian sovereignty. Uh, but of course, we've heard the president sort of blaming that small faction of what he calls uh, extremists among House Republicans for the inaction right now. That may be the case, but the reality is that that funding that has some $60 billion for Ukraine, uh, that remains stubbornly stalled uh, on Capitol Hill right now. Guys. MJ Lee, thanks. Ukraine waiting anxiously for U.S. artillery as a key aid bill remains stuck in the U.S. Congress. Uh, but the halls of the Capitol are quiet with the U.S. lawmakers on the two-week recess. On Friday, President Biden called uh, that break outrageous, saying, with the death of Navalny and the future of Ukraine at stake, now is no time for a vacation. And on Saturday, Mr. Biden told Ukraine's president that the delay in aid for Ukraine contributed to the fall of Avdivka. 
And uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the threat from Russia is too potent not to act now. The death of Navalny rings an urgent alarm bell that demands that House Speaker Johnson pass the bipartisan national security supplemental with the dire help that Ukraine needs in it. The best price the U.S. can make Putin pay is to give Ukraine the help they need to fend off Putin's evil aggressions.